Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Coast Morning Show, Tuesday, Left Coast Edition. I'm a host, Marty. You. We've been having a lot of guests lately, but today it's the OGs. Well, Dan is actually pitching today, so he was unable to uh, join us, but hopefully we'll get him next week. Um, we've got William Watterson. Morning. We've got Stephen Kruger. Good morning. We have Giselle Nett. Good morning. <laughs> Would you like a cookie? <laughs> uh, Giselle is uh, not here yet, but she'll get here. What do you mean I'm not here? I'm right here. <laughs> you like is, a cookie? <laughs> is Bjork here? I wish she brought cookies. Please, but I will bring a cookie in the car. Look, I brought. I have yeah, edible things here. Those aren't cookies. They're not cookies. You're right. Um, hi guys, how you guys doing? Good, good. I haven't had coffee yet. Oh, do you want coffee? Not your coffee. <laughs> your coffee. Do you make bad coffee, Marty? <laughs> no, I make. No, great. he makes strong, coffee. terrifyingly strong coffee. Oh, that Jesus. ruins my entire day. Oh, it tastes good though, sissy. Um, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's expecting me to talk about the presidential election. Ted Cruz announced his uh, candidacy yesterday, <laughs> but he's a joke. He's like a fucking clown. He's like, um, he's like one of these um, provocateurs. Like he went, a, to, he went to Princeton, right? Princeton and yeah. Harvard Law. Oh, there you go. And uh, man of the people, man of the people. Yeah, he, yeah. He t- he talked about like I was just this this poor kid who went to school a thousand miles away from my home in Houston, Princeton. In Princeton. And then Harvard. And, and then, then a little further. <laughs> that's about 600 miles to Harvard from Princeton. Uh, a little less. Than yeah, I mean, 300. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. He is, um, I'm trying to remember what book I read that talked about the attractiveness of a man that is the requirement to become a president. Like Mitt Romney looks like a president. Presidential, yeah. Um, even George W. Bush looks like a president. Sure. Ted Cruz um, looks like a rejected character from Mos Eisley. <laughs> right, right. He was the guy. When the guy goes, uh, I don't like you, he was like behind him going, Neither do I. And they're like, No, let's cut him down. He's just too frightening. The kids in the, in are. The digital re edit. Yeah. George Lucas is like, Put him in. Get him out. Um, he doesn't like you, nor does he. No, I don't like you. And, you know, he's a very well spoken guy. And he's, and, you know, he was a, a master debater. That was his. Mm, uh, so was I. Yeah. Um, and, but he just is one of those guys who likes to be. Uh, just to say things like he's like Ann Coulter, you know, he, he a, cunt? Yeah, oh. a cunt. He's a cunt. You're the c word. Ooh, what? The c word. What? I said cunt. Yeah, and I said that, cunt too. I know. I just said ooh, the c word. Like ooh, ooh. it's early, so early in the morning. Yeah, like, come on, people are just getting such up. spicy lunch. Yeah, actually, yeah. everybody who's listening is like in Europe or the East Coast. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're eating lunch. They're getting ready for bed. Yeah, uh, but anyhow, I'm not going to talk about that. I just no, want... please. No, I have nothing to say about that. Oh, is the cookie lady here? The Isn't he already? Can't I mean, he was born in Canada. Doesn't that mean he's already? Yeah, but there's some weird dead. exception. And oh, look, there's grimace vomit. I told you it wouldn't be a cookie. <laughs> it's an oatmeal cookie in liquid form, without any of the the, the sweet goodness. Goodness is in my heart. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just got that on my. It is in Jesus's heart too. <laughs> Hi, Giselle. Good morning. I was just about to talk about um, ISIS. No. Uh, famine. No. Uh, dogs. <laughs> dogs. Yeah. I was going to talk about the. There was that 49er uh, who just uh, retired. 
and after his rookie season. Look at Marty trying to do sports. I like Tr- it. I love how you're like trying to. You're adorable when you try to do sports. No, he's this uh, linebacker from Wisconsin, I guess. Is that what I actually from? think this is fascinating. And he, uh, he this is a uh, male uh, American football. American football. Okay, just for the Europeans. Yeah. This isn't girls lacrosse. And he um he quit. He retired. He He's a quitter. He's a quitter. He'd had a couple concussions in his early in his career. Uh but uh then or he he decided it wasn't worth the risk uh, uh because of all the Come on. So my question is like so and it just seems like such a savage sport. Oh, by the way, here's a thing. We're not going to tweet during this uh this Thing. We can read tweets. Why, why aren't we going? We're not going to respond to people? We can oh. respond to them on air. Oh. Hold on. Just, what's on your head? I put the earphones. <laughs> Are your ears cold today? Well, uh, some feedback was given to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> by me? No. By, oh, by someone by, else. By one of our listeners ah. that if I had the earphones on, I could tell when I'm being too loud, too close to the mic, or too far away, like this. <laughs> ah, that's a very conscientious listener. Did they tweet that in? It was an email <laughs> via the website, thegiselleshow.com. Oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, like, the whole football thing. She's all Hollywood now. She came here in the beginning. It was all cookies and hippie, hippie rainbows. And now she's, she's dropping bucket plugs early in the show, wearing her cones. <laughs> My, uh, my hot, I, I see what's going on. My hot tub is right outside in the car. I don't know what that means. My, I, I do my business from the hot tub. Oh, hot tub. Hot tub. Yeah, like in Los Angeles, don't they do that? They do business from hot tubs? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's have, what they do. In 1970s movies they did, but it's not, no, it's not the movie Shampoo anymore. It's, we all have fucking phones. <laughs> yeah, they have the cell phone in the hot tub and they say, listen, Bill, I need you to do this deal. Like that. Okay. Do you do? Yep, I do. I, I do. see you have that look about you. I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time in hot tubs. The funny thing is, well, I have a hot tub. You're making a movie, so and I've you know, never done any business in my hot make. tub. Only have you ever done any? I've done business? some sexy business in there. Now, Lance Mountain gets. Uh, she, I never she, will go in that hot tub. Oh, I would. Never. I would not recommend Ugh. it. It's not to look like hot and sour soup. A lot of floaties. Jesus. You know, on like a trumpet, there's a spit valve. There's a cum valve at the bottom oh, of it. Come it's just on. A, it looked like egg drop soup. <laughs> oh, yummy! Literally mm, tastes like buttermilk and bleach. Anyway, <laughs> think think about it. All right. See you next Tuesday. Um, but no. you, what were you yammering on about no, football? Just about like the guy how, who retired. Yes. Yeah, I think he's too young to retire. Well, he he didn't want to risk a future suffering, but but and he left a lot of money on the table. He was, it's not like he was just some scrub. No, no, that's no. being talked about. But he as an make, after effect. He, he will was, give he three star. He will give three quarters of his signing bonus back. Mm-hmm. But my question is like. We're, he's basically acknowledging that this is a savage sport that destroys people's lives, but yet we watch it. Yes. And do you have any... So, it, I guess it made me think of like... There are a what, lot of savage things that how, destroy people's lives that we watch. Right. So, like how do you... videos of car you, crashes. Uh, Show Empire. Or, or how, like, I eat bacon, but I, it's hard to reconcile the fact that pigs are these very sweet and affectionate and smart animals... Mm. Uh, Not smart enough to get away from the bacon man. <laughs> akin to dogs, but we treat them so poorly, yet we still eat pork and bacon, and, and or some of us do. So you're calling so, black football players pigs? 
Not black football players. No, all, all football players. Yeah, Tom Brady's not a pig. Um, no, I just want to know how He's you get past, how you guys get past that hypocrisy. I actually have stopped, not full on stopped watching, although I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I have gradually enjoyed the NFL less and less over the years for a lot of different reasons. Um, but one of them is every time I'm watching them, I just expect a death on every play and I just don't enjoy it. And it's why I don't enjoy UFC. Um, I, I watched a major event with a couple friends who know it in and out thinking, well, if I, if I experience it through their eyes, I'll understand it better. And I felt like I did understand it better, but I didn't enjoy a second of it. Hmm. UFC I have less a problem with because I think there's less, uh, there's there are fewer concussions, um, I think. You know, cause they're a lot not wearing of, gloves, right? Yeah, and they're that's doing, how you don't get hurt, right? Because it hurts your hand when you punch someone in the face. And they're doing a lot of submissions, and that's usually Ooh, how people, really? yeah. Oh, oh, check this but, out. Um, I mean, it's still incredibly bloody and violent. So not to uh, it's it's a lot more savage than the NFL. But you know, I was watching. There was this documentary called uh, on Channel Four in the UK called "Date My Porn Star," where they had these three guys who were big porn fans come out to to LA to meet their their porn star you know fantasies and then uh and then as they they're sitting in this room while these women are having sex with strangers and and uh in this you know for eight hours while they're filming like it's just a really uh depressing grind of of a business but um you know they well some of them said that they were they would stop watching porn but i don't think that really happened so how do we get past this hypocrisy that that we live with you're saying football players are porn stars essentially okay yeah. i'm just trying to get your no i'm saying metaphor that, i think he's saying when you pull back the curtain and see the reality behind the entertainment and what these people go through right if you, you see, should stop being entertained if you see the cafos that that they keep pigs in that they raise farm animals in like these confined uh you know factory operations but those pigs don't have a choice the guys in the nfl I know, have but a we have a choice oh. of whether we eat we don't pay the pigs soup dumplings or not you know, i don't NFL understand your point marty i think they're just being what's the word obtuse no dicks that's or, a word ornery well dicks. no i do think the fact that the nfl dicks? players make yeah. make yeah, millions dicks. of dollars and porn stars can make millions of dollars does have something it does does no, he said, why, do why do we consume it? it? Why do we consume this is it? And awesome. I will tell you because we have very well developed two things very well developed. Our pleasure centers what like to have pleasure and we get pleasure from eating tasty meat and from watching uh, gladiators yes, like or, the football or and, glamour and or, sexy stuff. And sex sexy. And we also have very strong ability to compartmentalize so we can just ignore the part that knows about how badly the pigs is treated or the porn stars or the uh, football players because we enjoy so much to watch what they do. So, um, so they should start every game with like a guy who's in his fifties and has full on dementia and have him sing the national anthem <laughs> and bum everybody out. Just like sort of they just roll out five guys who are like shaking and yeah. palsy. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. We don't this is what feel the effects of the cost of those right. when we consume it. We don't experience the pain of the pigs or the your guy with dementia, that's a really good idea. He should also <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, he should also introduce porn movies. Yeah, so, yeah, or no, they should have the fifty year old porn star who's like, Yeah, did didn't work out so good. I'm a little beaten up. Yeah. Or, or what happens? Does your your bottom organs become sort of like lasagna? I think so, a little bit. Swing or, swing and steaks, as we say in the biz. <laughs> 
Is that what they <laughs> no. say in the business? So, but uh, by the way, if you want to tweet in how you get past this hypocrisy or how you live with that, uh, we are at Nooner Dan Marty. Jenny Marie just tweeted in that Morningstar bacon is uh, not bad at all, and pigs are cute. Jaylen I'd reply, Jenny, but I'm, I'm not allowed to. Yeah. You can you can reply. And Morningstar is not bacon; it's construction paper with salt on it and smoke. That's not true. It's pretty good. It's not good. It is pretty good. <laughs> it's I like only good if you haven't had bacon in ten years. Yeah, I enjoy the Morningstar products, but their bacon is uh, not good. Now, do you feel any guilt at all when you guys eat meat, eat meat, or, or watch or black fu- black fu- guys uh, get brain damage, or large guys, large know. guys? Yeah. Um, no, no, not really. I mean, well, I've already said I, I, I've have you watched away from the NFL. Have you watched an animal documentary mm-hmm. recently? It's pretty brutal. It's what, what incredibly goes on. brutal. Yeah. yeah, could be a lot worse. And you still eat meat, right? I do. I've mm-hmm. vacillated on that one. Um, and I certainly try to uh, shop a little more ethically, although it's really fucking expensive to be ethical um, when it comes to meat. But um, Well, but then it's really cheap to not eat meat. Yeah. Yeah, but cut, cut I down. when I when I well I have cut down. Uh, but when I do that, I notice that I eat six meals a day. I'm always hungry and I have no energy. Do you uh, like legumes? You know, refried beans. Not particularly. And this? Oh, you got to get into refried beans. I don't because there are pigs and cows. So that's the thing. Yeah. See, nobody want to give up anything. I know. They say I've had a taste of what give me pleasure, I and my... I will not sacrifice it. You can't unring the bell. You know, like but you're I've cut down on a lot can. of the stuff we're talking about. You can't, yeah, you, you can? can. Oh, but like once you get a like a blowjob, you're not like, well, I'm done with that. I'm never going to do like. No, no, no. <laughs> keep keep them coming. Like that was that was really great. I thumbs up. More more blowjobs. You don't go. Well, I'm not going to do that again. But that's not exploitative. <laughs> no, that's... I don't know. Have you blown anybody lately? <laughs> Two yeah. hands in the back of your head, holding <laughs> you down. There you go, Marty. There's something for you. There you go. <laughs> A lot of cum talk early in the morning. Uh, from where, you where and from both of from? from you two. I don't know. Me? Specifically, I you was two. talking about soup. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious vegetarian soup. Uh, listen, I want to mention in, one little plug. In, into the mic. Yeah, okay. into the mic because I'm looking down. Uh, the author Steve Almond, like the nut, A L M O N D. I went to high school with Steve Almond. You know him? I do. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't remember me. but He has written a book called. Against football, one fan's reluctant manifesto. And so he's talking about the costs of football in our society and this and that. He's a really good writer. He's very, very funny. He's got a... a, Yeah, funny. There was a radio lab last week about this and about how, um, uh, I guess a reporter talked to a bunch of Pop Warner coaches, like kids football, and they're like, it's down across the board. Sports uh, in general, like kids are not participating but football especially, like parents are not letting their kids play football um, because of the head injuries. But I, And I thought, like, well, in 25 years, are we not going to have football anymore? There'll and be what, a much smaller talent pool, for sure. Well, yeah. the, but that's – I'm trying to solve two problems. Like, what if we took prisoners – and play them against each other. And like when you got a penalty, you like added actually a, no, no, like, no, no, no. like a Let's year. Let's make pigs play football. <laughs> pigs. And when they die in the field, we fry them up. Isn't that the, the last? That's the halftime show. Just a bunch of pigs <laughs> running around. But What was it? The last yard? Longest yard? Well, yeah. But they. But if you win the Super Bowl, everyone everyone goes free. <laughs> we get people out of really prison. Really incentivize it. Just incentivize But the, all those penalties, like, nope, I'm adding 15 months to your <laughs> sentence for that, for that illegal block. Hands in the to the face. Hands to the face. Five months. I, I think that's a good idea. I'd watch that. Chris Brown asked if uh, if I give up football, can I keep my other sports? The Cricket World Cup semifinals between 
India and Australia is today. And New Zealand made it to the semis too. Yes, New Zealand, uh, what's his name, had a, a double century. He, he scored, what, 236 runs? Sure. Something like this was a, was a record. Absolutely. Ah, yes. you don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about at all. They, they won it like in the last ball, right? Something like that. What inning? I don't he, know. I'm talking had, out my ass right now. He ball. had 200, over 200 runs for his at-bat. That's a lot of runs. That's a lot of runs. People dream of just getting 100. I do. They dream of it. <laughs> Why do you know so much about cricket? Well, because I have a fan who write in and tell, <laughs> tell me all this. No, Helmut is really big into cricket. Mm. So he always telling me this and that. And he watched the, the New Zealand game and was, oh, he scored 200 runs. It's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Darren, who uh, maintains co-maintains the Tumblr page, tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com, says, I feel no guilt eating pig meat. They ain't coming back to life if I don't eat it. But if, you, if we all if don't you do eat it, it, then they need to be replaced with other pigs that would have stayed alive. Well, if you don't eat it, then there's no demand for further pigs. It's the same thing I said. Oh, yeah. There you go. Quit being such a contrarian, Marty. No, I just wasn't listening to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you have your headphones? Oh, you have one headphone have in. One headphone okay. in. It's really loud. Is it? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just my odd thing. My the dogs thing. are going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got raccoons in this neighborhood? Would you eat dog? Yeah. Yeah. Will I, I want to eat my dog. Yeah, yeah. She's very muscular. Oh, my God. That would be just Do you have a pit cook? bull? I have a pit bull. Ah, uh, why don't that surprise me? And I don't surprised know. Surprised him. Right, yeah. It, was, it wasn't my plan to get a pit bull. Would you eat dog? If I was hungry enough and it was between me and the dog, probably I would. William? I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I've never sought it and I don't see a reason why it would be presented to me. So it's kind of hard to think about it in such vague terms. But they just busted a, a, a dog farm in South Korea. I was like, just. Just perpetuating these horrible stereotypes and brought all the dogs back to the U.S. And they are so cute. I want to. I want to meet dog. Yeah, but pigs are really cute. They're adorable. I, I kind of want a pig. A yeah. Pig. So if a pig is cute and it's delicious, why would a dog not be delicious? Know, exactly. Yeah. Because cute things are delicious. Yeah. Apparently, otters um, are squirrels delicious because they're, they're not. Cute. They're not. No, I've had cute. squirrels. Not very. Good. I think they're cute. They're cute, but there's nothing there. They're there's independent. No, you like just have them. the brain, don't you? No, there's a little tail meat, but it's not... Tail meat? Yeah, they have long tails. Is it like tail. a Slim Jim? No, it's like a, it's a little piece of chicken, but it's a... Uh, that's the line from uh, Taxi Driver. Anyway, look it up. No, but um, the, the brains... Called you a little piece of chicken. But people eat the brains. Squirrel brains? Yeah, that's a I've never thing. heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. Squirrel brain. In, this, in the cricket world? Yeah. Like in pump, New pump up before a game? No, this is in the American South primarily. Squirrels? Squirrel brains. I never heard, I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the first I've heard okay, of it. Okay, I'm well. looking it up. No, you can't look it up. That's okay, against the rule. Tyson, will you look it up? And Someone look it me? up. Oh, God. Tyson's. Well, dead. I've been to China, so I've definitely eaten dog. I think you're being racist. No, they served dog. Was it that? Did it? No, there was rat. I ate. Uh, I think you had rat. I definitely had rat. How do you confuse lamb with rat? I don't. They're tricky people. They make fake eggs over there. Like fake egg. Like eggs just drop out of birds and what else? Chickens. Chickens. Chickens are birds. Alligators lay eggs. I think so. Yeah. Dinosaurs did. Also, platypus. How come there are no turkey eggs? Like there are turkeys, right? Oh. 
And they would have a big egg, and that would be my omelet, just one egg. Like that would. Yeah. What? Are we saying there are no turkey eggs, or are you asking why they aren't? No, no, there must be. They're not. They're birds, <laughs> yeah, right? Of they, they, but why can I not go to the store and get a giant fucking egg? Uh, you can go to my parents' house because they have. I don't want to go to your. Well, they have peacock eggs. Really? Yeah. Are they good? Yeah. I ate jellyfish over the weekend. <laughs> oh, On purpose? You, what do you want? A medal? No, I was in the ocean and just jumped in my mouth, and I went. <laughs> yes, on purpose at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> oh, was it uh, as gelatinous as it? It was looked? a little crunchy. Yeah. A little, yeah. uh, a little uh, snap it, to it. It's got that rubberiness and then yeah. the crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, is, is that nice. cartilage? I, uh, it's it's made of some sort of protein, but or you know. is it a a book that or, the jellyfish was reading? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a book. <laughs> he was yes. Reading Gulliver's Travels, and I nipped into it. No, it by the way, there's a that lot doesn't of doesn't sound appealing. There's a lot. It's all right. It was, I wouldn't. Do you have it with sauce? It came prepared in a sushi restaurant. It had some sort of stuff in it to flavor oh. it. RJ and Chris Brown are, are big uh, cricket fans, as as is Darren, and they they were very impressed by your knowledge. Actually, I mean, if you I, look I, a little I, closer. <laughs> RJ's tweet says, oh boy, everybody, today's a cricket semifinals, parentheses, don't really care. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I thought it was impressive that I knew who won a cricket thingy. Um, so, Steve, what have you been up to? Where have you been? Out. Are you, are you working on a new thingy? Yeah. What? I can't talk about it. Okay. Go on. <laughs> no and what have you been doing? Well, we had a listener who pointed out that uh, you have a podcast going on. I'm on one right now. Yeah. Tell you us have about another one? Another one, yeah. <gasps> I'm cheating on you. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, well, we just dropped one. Cause, uh, Is she prettier than we are? Mm, different. <laughs> She's different. But it's you, about variety. You yeah. love us both? A ver- yes. I'm a little conflicted. Why don't you plug it? Uh, yeah, I was just looking for the <laughs> bucket SoundCloud page. Um, I'll tweet it out later. Um, I don't know what it's called. That's your plug? That's my plug. I'm not as good as... Isn't it like movie It's called trial? Mo- Movie Court. Movie Court? Yeah. Uh, an actor dude and his brother and I take on a contentious film. Which actor dude? Kyle Bornheimer. What? You mean of... of uh, she's all that and um, fame? Something. Is and, he on fame? No, she's all that. Wasn't she... Uh, he's on... Oh, a- oh, no. uh, uh, she's out of your league. Yeah, but he was just on a TV show. He was on uh, Agents of... No. Agent Carter? Okay, oh. I don't know. I they killed him. What's the website for this? Uh, it's just a, it's just SoundCloud. It's not up yet. I just oh. put one out, but uh, it's not thatgiselleshow.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. That's a G I S E L E show. J I S E L L E dot net. No one L. Oh, dot E D U. Dot co dot uk. Yeah. So. What how, what is the premise again? Uh, we take a a movie and uh, put it on trial. Usually, a movie that people can't quite decide whether it's good or bad, and I'm the one that attacks it shockingly. So the, this one is Blade Runner. I shit on Blade Runner. Mm. What? Oh, you don't do it, new movies. Sacrilege. You just do old timey movies. Yeah, we did Scarface, uh, The Departed, uh, Godfather, Godfather Three. Okay, Are people Godfather. split on um, Scarface? Oh, I guess yeah. I am. I, I guess they're starting of, to be it's a, a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I tag. Her. I mean, we have to pick a movie that the Kyle dude like wants to defend. He's a, a vehement uh, defender 70s. of movies and loves of the seventies. Yeah, and I just you know. Just like to shit on anything, but I, I legitimately don't think Scarface is a good movie. Oh, um, and I rewatched uh, Blade Runner, and I was like, "This looks great. It does not make any sense." 
It's beautiful to look at. But it's no. a little hard to follow. I, I actually love that film. It, it is a little hard to follow. But like Chandler and some Chandler novels and, and The mood. Long Goodbye, it's kind of... And, and The Big Lebowski, frankly, which is, a, which is an homage to all of those styles. It's not yeah. about the plot, really. That it doesn't really sense. matter. What? The Big Lebowski? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that well, I don't, I don't know. It just no, the, the more interesting, sense, the more right? interesting yeah. character. That's not sort of what they're about. Yeah, uh, which is a weird, which admittedly is, can be really off-putting. I, I, I love Chandler, and sometimes I'm in, a, I'm three quarters of the way through his books, and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know who any of these people are or what's happening. Yeah, they're mood pieces, but I don't understand. I mean, you can listen to it because I, I attack it, but I'm like, I don't know why he's so good at what he does. The cops are like everywhere, and they can find all these replicants, but they decide you. Noir character, right? <laughs> who's haunted by something? Go. The more interesting character was the uh, Rudger Hauer one, who yes. shows up about an hour into the movie. And I'm like, character. why isn't it about him and his band of um, nutbags? And also the the love story with uh, Sean Young. Sean Young is horseshit. Another nutbag. He almost rapes her in the love scene. Like it's really rapey. And it also, I, I attack it for being uh, shockingly super racist towards Asians. There's a lot of braid runoffs and like just Asian. Shitty, shitty 80s jokes. It's impressive that they even had Asians in it. Right. And you get Ed, Edward James assume. almost like mixing his uh, like English, Spanish, and Cantonese yeah. together, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, this is a hard one to... Uh, like, you know, Godfather 3 was easy. So what was... The, what was <laughs> that was like... Dude, that's, fucking that's George Hamilton duck. is in the movie. Like, just that was my defense. Right. Like, it's George Hamilton. One word. One word. Sophia. No, I don't... I didn't even attack her. It's not her fault. She can't act. And her... Someone else dropped out of the movie... George Hamilton is in God in a Godfather movie, as is Father Guido Sarducci. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Now, what was the response to the the first one? Did you guys get a response? What What are you supposed? What are they doing? on the SoundCloud? People post comments. Oh, uh, is, it, is it as interactive as this morning show? No, just listen. No, they recorded this in 2012. Yeah, it's been it's been in post production for for 28 months. <laughs> a lot of ums and sound pops. Oh, you, you can't have that. You can't have. We that. don't have that. Yeah, I know. Very professional. It was actually recorded in a studio where Madonna recorded her first album. Oh, very good. Uh, and I heard some, I got some, the engineers gave me some good Madonna stories. Which yeah. sounds which like a real. You will give to us now. See you next Tuesday. Just, you know, get out of here. Time is money and it's my money and just yelling at people and just. Uh, yeah. That's how she got where she is. That's, she's a tough lady. God bless her. Her new album is terrible. Um, the the uh, Sierra Nevada. Brewing Company. They have a Nooner Pilsner that we. How will did have they to know? They up, we'll have, I like Pilsners. We'll have that for our next drink of thon, and I guess there's a Trooper beer from Iron Maiden. Um, or I don't know if it's from Iron Maiden, but it's uh, <laughs> Robin Robinson's Brewery that Hyper Canadian uh, posted. And uh, yeah, I did the Trooper at uh, Covers Party last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was super fun. Um, I thought you did. Um, not King Diamond, the other one, Dio. Uh, nope. You didn't do Dio? Oh, wait, no, I did Dio okay. and that. Holy and Trooper. Diver. Yeah, Holy Diver and tr- the Trooper. Dio's good. Oh, and by yeah. the way, Darren posted a uh, link to your SoundCloud thing. There you go. Someone's someone's working. Someone's clued in. Thank yes. you. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so when you listen, just think Madonna was there oh so many years ago recording Lucky Star just uh, being mean to so engineers. So nasally and unlistenable. <laughs> she's the worst. She's, uh, she'd I have like no career album. if it weren't for um, uh, auto-tune. And boobs. This and, track, music, and music videos. You know I mean? This track has no comments, is what it, um, what, what it says. On it, it may have been blocked. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, that, I'm not that involved. But yeah, listen, it's, you know, it's fun. 
Okay, good. And do you have like courtroom sound effects and? <laughs> and is there someone doing this? There is. There is a theme song. Is there? A, is there really is a theme a song? No, just like a piece of music. No, yeah. There's a. I say, read that back to me, and it's some some old woman. <laughs> uh, you said, "Fuck Scarface, fuck it in the ass, fuck you, fucking fuck fucks." Okay, great. Is there so you of, have a catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> Phrase it pays. And is there a lot of come talk? No, I just just I just shit on movies because it's fun and I'm uh, opinionated. And I was already doing it with this dude anyway. We'd go get drinks, and I'd just say, "The Departed is the worst movie I've ever seen." And he's like, "How can you say that? It's Scorsese." And I'm like, "I don't care." And then I, I just not not unlike our relationship, I just wind him up, and he gets angry. <laughs> and then I just laugh. I'm like, "It's just movies. Do Who you cares? do any contemporary movies? Did you see Whiplash? I yes. loved I it. Seen it. But it has to be a movie that 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 the court of opinion has weighed in on. You know, Scarface. Some people love, and I hate. So you know, a, a new movie needs time to breathe and, mm. and enter the zeitgeist yeah so zeitgeist, i don't know yeah. zeitgeist. but i did love whiplash and it's also hard to find movies that we that he loves that i i could shit on the phantom menace but he's like eh. oh yeah easy 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 peasy there's um i i've been meaning to go to the movie theaters to see a movie but i there hasn't been one that has grabbed me it follows oh that i do want to see i want to see that yeah. i saw um uh, all right, actually, no one's gonna like this, but I saw um, Tales of Hoffman over the weekend, which Ugh. is, no, I don't which know is, that is. it's one that uh, Scorsese. It's the George Romero cites it as the reason why he started making movies, and it's one of Scorsese's favorites. It's oh. actually an opera, a British opera. Or sorry, no, I think it might be German and translated into English. But anyway, it's it's an an opera that they filmed. And did it make you want to become a, a film director? Well, I was going because there it's so visually stunning and its use of color um, and and in-camera practical effects is one of the reasons that it's so lauded. And those are some of the reference points for the film I'm making. So I, I went for that reason. And I have to say, I'm really, uh, like a lot of cultural events that I go by myself to, uh, I'm really glad I went, but... I'm also glad I didn't go with anybody because halfway through they would have looked at me and gone, can we get the fuck out of here? Right, right. Um, just, you just turn and they're just like playing words right. with friends on their phone. Right. There was, a, there was, a, it was a fascinating and fun device that set it in three chapters. And the first chapter was a, a, a total joy. The second chapter, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's another. And by the third chapter, I was like, I'm so over this. Uh, and it was two hours long. But um, it's running at the Cine Family if you'd like to see a rare 35 millimeter. Uh, Screening. Giselle, what was the last movie you saw in the theater? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. So oh, good. Yes. So good. So good. That was the last one I saw. And Steve. Oh, yeah. I went to. Yeah, <laughs> you're about, you're, you're fucking teeing me up. I'm like, yeah. I'm about to tap you. Like, don't. I got, I got a story. I, for, <laughs> I forgot. I, I hate the movies. I don't go to the movies. I don't go to the theaters. Um, but I went. Uh, Lance Mountain dragged me to. Dragged you to. You were like. like Is this a Fifty Shades of Grey story? No. Fuck that. <laughs> but it's similar. Taylor um, Swift concert? No, it's Dan Savage's Hump Fest. You know Dan oh, Savage, yeah. the blogger from the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. He's the, the guy that, of the stranger too. Yes, the guy that coined the phrase Santorum. Yeah, he gives sexual advice. Yes, he uh G G G. He hosts a amateur porn film festival that started, I guess, a decade ago. I don't know. He talked about it. He was there. It was downtown a couple last weekend. Downtown Independent? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sold out. Um people film themselves fucking or porn or whatever. Yeah, there might be a, a scripted thing. It yeah. Might be. And then they send it in to him and he curates it and they 
Well, how uh, do they like? How he, do they make sure that they they don't you know uh, duplicate it or? Well, they you know? they destroy the prints or what? Not prints. They they hit delete. <laughs> There's no prints anymore. Uh-huh. But yeah, you have to see it live. You can't go to a website where someone could then you know repeated on the internet it doesn't live on the internet it lives in this theater and so the idea is it it encourages people who wouldn't who are scared of things being permanently on the internet of being letting their freak flag fly fly right so it will only be seen in the theater and then gone like they tell you if you have if you raise your phone up we're throwing we're taking your phone and, and smashing it like you can't um no google glass allowed and uh, which i had to leave in the car because I, I i understand I, I, wanting to let your freak flag fly i don't understand why you have to film it and share it with strangers well that's part of getting letting it fly that it's somebody else's is freak it? flag yeah, yeah it's, it's somebody else's that's I, it. I i guess i just i don't i don't feel f- the need to participate as much in the whole sharing of but you're everything. a filmmaker you share your ideas via the medium of yeah film. not not but i don't think that's it's the same thing just with genitals a lot of genitals but i, I, I <laughs> do you, choose to disagree you don't think your films are the same as pornography just with genitals? No. Really? Yeah, I don't think two I don't think two people filming themselves fucking is the same as um making a film. Well, I would say your film is about storytelling. I'm not saying one's better or more important. I'm just saying I don't think they're I think they're completely different things. Yours tells a story, it have a theme, it it have a message maybe, yeah? It does. And pornography uh, tell a different story. <laughs> well, they all—they also. They also I'm not purpose. placing a value on either. I'm just saying I, I think they're purpose. apples and oranges. They—they yeah. they weren't also all pornography. They were sexual in nature. Body. They were well. The first. <laughs> I love that. Word. I, I sat in a, in a sold-out theater with 300 weirdos and normal dude. Like it was a bizarre place to be sitting. And you and me, way in the back, <laughs> and the, the you know Dan Savage masturbating furiously, just spitting in my hand and holding the tissue in the left one, and um, Dan Savage sets it up, and then it starts, and the first one is some Seattle-y looking tattooed couple fucking, but it's like kind of well shot, and I'm like, oh, that's all right, yeah, I've seen that on my computer, like not that's okay, and then the second there was like another one, it was it was beautifully done, it was shot on like an iPhone six. And used lots of, filled the frame with different shots. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't shot like porn. It was shot like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, all right, this is okay. And I think there was one about two lesbians and one had just eaten the other's ass and was like, kiss me. He's like, uh, you got you got my ass on your, on your lips. So it's like a little broad city type and of thing. It was a broad city. There was no explicit, it was, you okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was a Seinfeld scene. They, 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 there was, there was just them. Like, well, why don't you brush your teeth? Like, no, I want you to kiss. Oh. Me. It was great. It was great. It was, it was really funny. And it got a big laugh. It got a huge laugh. There was no explicit sex. And then the gay ones came. And then I, I was like, two gay guys in bed, and they're like, "Tell me a story." Well, there was the three little bears, and there's three giant gay guys and a dude with a Goldilocks wig. And were you conflicted by your erection? Um. <laughs> Well, after I ejaculated for the third time, <laughs> no, I, uh, I've seen penises on film my entire life, but I've rarely seen it going into a bearded man's mouth. And I was like, 
I'm not gay. It's really, it was like a real. <laughs> right, right. That was that was like, like oh, I, I don't have to worry about case, it. And I was <laughs> yeah, and I was, was lingering thoughts. Yeah, and you know, it was really actually really funny and really cute. But um, you know, like that's a lot of cum in that dude's beard. How is he going to get oh, it out? Jesus. And so you just rinse it off in your hot tub. How, how's that uh, grimace oatmeal <laughs> coming there? I'm trying to concentrate on it too. <laughs> so what I did at a certain point was just let my eyes. Go soft focus, like when you go to Marty's bathroom, and just pick a point in space and like just stare at the screen, but don't look at more. Oh, there's more cum flying on that guy's face. It's just not. I'm, I'm definitely not gay. Would, would you go again? Oh, absolutely. They, they, then it's they coming did, to Cleveland, by the way. Then, of so. course, they did some animated ones, and there was a one called Glory Hole, which was like, oh, this is going to be, ugh. and it was two old gay guys talking about how they met. And it was just some recreations, and then they've been together. They met at a club, and, and it was the most uh, adorable. It was a documentary, you know, about the origins of this this love that has lasted thirty years. Giselle, so, would you ever see the Hump Festival? I have a mouthful of grimace. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, that wait. code for? Oh, well, boy. yeah, is that is that a, a euphemism for something? I had just taken a bite of my oatmeal. What was the question? Would you ever go see the Hump Festival? Should we all have a group outing? No, I don't care for theater works of a sexual nature. Uh Uh-huh. Even something that's earnest and fun? Yeah, I've seen earnest and fun. I did not care for it. (laughs) I'm earnest. (laughs) I'm fun. And we fuck. Let's fuck. But nobody left. Like, I was watching the... Everyone was, one of the rules was like, you're going to see people of different shapes and sizes. Don't yell out like fat or ugly. Like it, it, it was, was a very positive. It was a positive. But it reminded me of when I saw the movie Milk uh, about Harvey Milk with um, uh, Sean, Penn. Sean Penn. That's right. And uh, I'm sitting in the theater and there's a woman in front of me halfway through. I realize she has an oxygen tank to keep her alive. And it starts going, And I'm like, uh, do I tell this woman to like? Could you please die? Please turn the oxygen off. Like I, there was, I couldn't tell the security. Could you tell? Like she, she's she's a 90 year old woman. So during the James Franco makeout scene with with the Sean Penn, Lance Mountain, I just got up and walked out. You walked out of. the I movie? couldn't watch the movie. All I was here, it was like right in front of me at the arc light. It was going. Psst, like, the, like it was and just. By the way, ArcLight has assigned seating. Yes, not that you, and it so was did, sold out. Did everyone assume you? They all you assumed were we were, and I. It was like, like, like a curb moment. I was like, no, it's not because of the gay. <laughs> it's this fucking altacocker here with her goddamn fucking bane mask. <laughs> My friend, he but went, nobody walked out of the the Dan Savage thing. Nobody. I mean, if you paid twenty nine bucks to see porn, you're not going to walk out. William, would you see twenty nine? Would bucks. you? See, I don't know what it was. It was expensive. Would you see uh, the Hump Festival? Nothing about it appeals to me. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but there's nothing about it that appeals to me. I uh, would you go, Marty? I absolutely would go yeah. with me. I could sit in the front and hold hands. Hold hands. Hold have my foam number one hand. <laughs> woo woo! Dick dick dick. That's dick. not my hand. You're holding. Uh, yeah, it was. It was actually. People are fucking insanely creative, and um, it made me laugh. It made me tear up with the old gay guys. But um, I don't okay, need I just, gay porn in my life. <laughs> I just want everyone to take a moment and imagine Steve tearing up. Nope, I get nothing. Yeah, I think he just said that. That that was just pandering. I get more of an image of allergy season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Steve. Now now he's really tearing up. It hurts. 
but uh, as far as movies that are out right now, there's just nothing. I, I'm... You did not like The Gunman? <laughs> That's Sean Penn, right? Yeah. We li- don't we like Gunman him? or Gunman? Gunman? The Gunman. Gunman. I don't know. Are, are there movies that Gunman. people like right now that that I should see besides it? Just follows? looking to see what's what. Like, but what uh, I, actually, you know what? I I've heard it's not good, unfortunately, and it doesn't surprise me. But I do want to see Chappie. Oh yeah, I really like District Nine. I thought was it Elysium was the follow up. I thought that was disappointing, but mm-hmm. I I I like Charlotte a lot, and uh, and I'm curious. Hmm. But I haven't heard wonderful things. Uh, I'm probably going to be seeing Furious 7 because I support Asian cinema. Hmm. What? Furious 7. Furious 7. Why is it Asian? Well, James Wan directed it. Oh. The Australian Chinese guy who uh, directed Saw, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I support my So it's Asian cinema. It's Asian cinema. Made by by an American studio starring an all-white cast. Mm-hmm. And Ving Rames, whatever he is, <laughs> not Ving Rames or Ving Diesel. Vin Diesel. That's why I met him years ago. That's what I called. Him. <laughs> you did? Yeah, he was a nobody, and I was like casting some boot, and I was like, ah, v- Ving, and he's like, it's a dude. <laughs> the fucking ego of that dude. He like he had done a short film and had not been yeah, in no, Private he, Ryan. He did two full f- feature length movies that he wrote. And yeah, yeah, did. and he's like, I'm gonna be a giant star, and he like he looks like a guy that like cuts pastrami at a deli like he does not look like a movie and what star. happened he fucking god bless him he said it fucking <laughs> say it and it comes true i liked him in the boiler room he that was wa- good yeah that's a good one he was really good in that well like about this podcast i made an affirmation i want to be on a podcast i just have to be more specific <laughs> next time. i, I want to be in a good one i want to be in cereal <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm steve krueger and i spoke with oh, do your cereal lady impression the oh Sarah Koenig? Yes. I don't know if I have one. Do oh, I? I thought you did, you did one. one. Did I? Yeah. Can you talk like an NPR lady? Uh, I called up Adnan Zayed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <awesome. laughs> I found myself wondering why would it? <laughs> good show. Yeah. Uh, but this summer, I think, is going to be a good a good summer for movies. You know, it starts out with uh, with. Jaws 5? Age of Ultron. Yeah. And then it ends with Ant-Man. So yeah. Marvel will own the summer. As they do. Yeah. Uh, and you get uh, Poltergeist. You get Mad Max in there. Sam Raimi produced the remake of Poltergeist. Yeah. Uh, I'm... Train what rack. is it? Road Road of Fury? What is the Mad Max yeah, subline something called? Something like that. Yeah. Sure. I rewatched the original Road Warrior recently. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the greatest movies Fucking ever. holds up. Like, it's, uh, you can't believe that's the 80s, right? Yeah. It's 85 or so. Have you, you guys have seen it, right? What's that? Road War- <laughs> She's fucking checked out. I checked out. Too I much fu- cum talk and said, guys know, with cum in their beard. And this and Marvel. I don't have anything to add to those subjects. The Road Warrior? You never saw The Road Warrior? Yeah, years ago. What oh, year have you seen The now? Return of Martin Gear? No, I never oh. did. Should did I? you see Somerville? Summer, Summersby? Summersby? But anyway, yeah. you are talking about... <laughs> I'm trying to get some into your wheelhouse. Let's. The, ro- the Road Warrior is like one of the best directed films. Yeah, ever. yeah. I haven't so, revisited it. Uh, you, I loved it as a kid, but I haven't revisited it. And watch you are again. looking forward to seeing the remake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, mm. he apparently... The director. Yeah, George Miller. And, uh, he, and he didn't have a script. He had like 200 pages of, of uh, um, you know... Drawings, huh. drawings, drawings, and uh, you, it has your friend Tom Hardy in it. I love that guy. See, you, you are a part of this conversation. Will you see that? Okay, will, will you see that with me? Um, 
Do he take the place of the other guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no Mel Gibson in there. Oh, he, I was wondering if maybe they would bring back Mel Gibson for, you know, sometimes they bring back the old guy to be in a role of the grandpa or the mentor or something. My old professor. Charles oh, Heston. Yeah, that, you know, uh, the they bring him back so he could be the old, grizzled old warrior. There's that guy outside of the camp on the hill that just shouts at the sky about the Jews. And we just, we cut to him going, fucking Jews, they fucking sugar tits. Anyway, back to the plot. Just quick cut to, (laughs) fucking Jews, where's the fucking... (laughs) Like a family guy cutaway? Yeah, just a cutaway. He's just screaming at at the rock. Yeah, I don't know if that guy is going to be able to redeem himself in the eyes of... uh, Bill Cosby? Yeah. Oh. No. Uh Yeah, maybe they should do... A movie together, Bill Cosby and uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, l- I th- haven't people forgotten about his tirades and abusing his girlfriend and whatever? I guess so. I don't know. Would he you- also doesn't he have fuck you money from, yeah, oh, from the the Jesus movie that he yeah, owned well, from everything? But he owned that movie. He made it himself. Yeah. So it's like the highest grossing <laughs> R rated movie of all time. He's I I knew somebody who worked with him on uh, We Were Soldiers. Yeah, and apparently he he didn't understand the idea of car insurance because he's like i don't have car insurance like why would i need car insurance because he if anybody you know any accident he gets into he could just write a check right that's fuck you money that is fuck you money uh but yeah i'm really excited about that movie um and it's got a Charlize theron do you have an opinion about Charlize theron uh she seemed nice (laughs) (laughs) that's not really an opinion (laughs) What was the last film she did? When was the last time she she was around? Prometheus. Uh, I'm sure yeah. she's been in something. She did. Uh, didn't she do one for Hump with Sean Penn? Yeah, you know, for the Hump Festival. Didn't she submit something? <laughs> Ugh. He he just looks like a cigarette ash that's been hanging on to the cigarette too long. <laughs> I saw somebody doing that in in public recently. That it doesn't seem to be a look you see anymore. He was sitting at a table outside where you're not supposed to smoke, and he had a cigarette in his mouth. And he was doing something on his computer, and the cigarette ash was more than half the cigarette. And he was just smoke was billowing around his head, and he was not taking it out and holding it. He was just sitting in his mouth. And I'm like, I don't see that anymore. I mean, maybe it's an yeah, LA that, thing. That's I don't old know. school. That's it was old school. I went up and kicked him in the throat because he was <laughs> like, "Don't smoke, yeah. Giselle. What did you just do? Well, I was looking up. Uh, what? Oh. What did you just do? Uh, oh. He sent such a nice picture. I had to tweet back. Then you say, thanks for the nice picture. Oh, right. You have to stay present. Uh, Thanks for the nice picture. He sent a picture of Grimace eating a little girl. I thought thought it was a picture of Grimace vomiting a little girl (laughs) out. (laughs) But I also wanted to say when you was talking about Mel Gibson, you know, even after his rant, and because uh, sometimes I, when some but some star do something bad behavior, I said I say I'm never going to see another one of their movies. But Mel Gibson, I like his acting so much, even though he has some crazy crazy ideas. But I want to make a plug for this one movie that he make. It did not get wide distribution. It's called Get the Gringo. Mm-hmm. So I don't even really, remember that. It's, it's a really good movie. It takes place in a Mexican prison. Yeah. And who directed it? No, no. The guy who did uh, Prince of Thieves, I think, directed it. Mm. It's action pack and really thrill. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Get the gringo. Uh, and Gallipoli is one of my favorite movies of all time. If you haven't seen it, 
So watching him it. is like watching football. You know, you know it's bad for you, and he's harming people. You see, yes, it all comes but around. But it come to our the lattice of coincidence. He have a little place in my pleasure center, and I cannot resist. <laughs> he's a handsome dude. Wow, he didn't age so good. No, he he smokes a lot of ciggies. Yeah, really I like that leathery, weathery look. <laughs> oh, oh, Sean Penn, then he looks like fucking uh, turkey jerky. <laughs> You he do. looks like he would be one of those. What are those? What's that brand everyone eats? The jer- uh, beef jerky? Snack Master. <laughs> there you go. Snack Master. Oh, that's a great online name. That should be my uh, handle. Snack Master. No, it's like uh, oh, the ads are everywhere. Yeah, with the good, good advertising. With it's the really... Bigfoot, right? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that called? We'll never know. Wow. Anyhow. Anyway, I wish we had it's a not computer. Gym? No, it's like. Uh, State Farm, something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch commercials. Darren doesn't, doesn't stick with is me. excited to see, or he mentioned Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, which the trailer just came out this past week. I haven't week. seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're it, really fun. Is it going to have the same guy in there? I don't enjoy mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Oh. Did you see Live, Die, Repeat? No. Oh, it's so I don't enjoy Tom Cruise. Uh, it's it a, was such a good movie. I, yeah. don't, I don't enjoy Tom Cruise. Oh, does he enjoy you? <laughs> yeah. I, would, I wouldn't think so. Maybe the two of you should get together and see if you can enjoy each other. Uh, and they bury this hatchet, me and Tom Cruise. In his butt. Did you not like ri- Did you not like Risky Business? Uh, I never saw it. Oh. oh, because you don't like Tom Cruise. Yeah, right, right. How about A Few Good Men? That I enjoyed, but I like Jack Nicholson. Ah. Uh, do you I guys- find myself quoting that a lot, which is odd, because it's not like it's really important to me. What but are I- some of the n- not obvious quotes? Um, they don't hang, they, uh, something like the Navy doesn't hang people up a yard iron anymore. Um, it was oregano. Uh, <laughs> it was oregano. Was he, uh, <laughs> you talking to me? That's you, what the inside of a courtroom looks like. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's a great one, right? Yes, sir. Remember that? Remember that moment when he just, just, just follow it? the rest of the fellows at mess hall, I guess. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's so quotable. That's that the, line was improv. Yeah. Hey, come here, look at this. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Sarkin. We got to get out of here. Every movie has that. Every scene. We got to get out of here. I'm getting you still don't understand, do you? I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. No. Uh, I would love to see a movie of just catchphrases. In fact, fuck, what was I reading this morning? It was like a band that uh, their, their songs were only Schwarzenegger quotes from movies. And I was like, that's oh, awesome. The titles of their songs? The whole, all the lyrics. Oh, that that's great. great. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> It's not a tuba. Like, yeah, like, who needs lyrics anyway? They're all, they, Arnold has spoken them all. Let's just quote him. But I'd like to see a movie of nothing but catchphrases. Hey, so there's a few good men that you don't like Tom Cruise, but you do like, what's the other one? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Tom Cruise uh, is perfectly cast in that film as a smug, yes, unlikable. Yes, he was. And he's he was really well good. cast in the, the die, rinse, repeat or whatever, you know. <laughs> I have no <laughs> responsibilities here whatsoever. That's another of my, um, my favorite quotes from A Few Good Men. Oh, but this this bring up the question: Is there a movie? What where is the ratio or the balance? Is there a movie where there's one actor in it that you hate, 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 but you'll go see it because there's another actor that you like, mm, like, that's like? That's a good question. Next week we'll hit that one. I don't know how to come up with that out of thin air, but that's a good that's a good question. Jimmy Tsai could do it. Oh yeah, we'll get him back. Of course, he only had a repertoire of like 10 movies, right? But he knew him back to back, you know. Just those 10. Yeah. There yeah. aren't a lot of actors that I hate other than Steven Seagal, but that's because he tried to punch me. What were you doing? 
I just I, I just liked Steven Seagal more than ever. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? I was running. I was being snarky and running my mouth, and he heard. You, you have not told the Steven Seagal trying to hit you story in the air before. I must have. Well, tell it again. No, you don't want to hear it. Just go to the archives and search. <laughs> this is this is all. Just call the NSA. Which which when did you talk about Steven Seagal punching him in the face? Were you saying things insulting to him? A little bit. Oh, and he didn't quite. He, it, it, did he make contact? He got right in my face and was like, "You got a problem? What's wrong?" Oh, and then his, he had a security. He was at a party and he brought security because he's. Steven Seagal. He's a douchebag. I uh, now I remember that. And you basically just said that. Like, who brings fucking security? No, to he, like that? Uh, oh, he... That, that don't upset me because probably there are a lot of yabos who, who say, oh, I'm a little drunk. And look, there's Steven Seagal. I'm going to go get up in his grill. <laughs> probably. I, I just said something. His, I was at the time when he married his nanny, which is a bad move. So he was with like a 21-year-old girl or wife or whatever, and she was dressed like an Indian, and he was wearing like, like a frilled jacket, fringe, whatever that shit that hangs. And he looked, it looked like Brando and that woman oh, that, yeah. that uh, won, <laughs> she accepted Except the, the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. And I made some you know, snide remark as he passed. <laughs> I that's love that. Ballsy. That's awesome. Yeah. So whatever. Well, I mean, that's a good story if you get punched in the face by Stephen Seagal. You know, that's a... Well, uh, but the, the, I don't want to tell it, but it was like I was talking to Matthew Modine, and he walked by us, and Matthew Modine said, "Hi, nice to meet you." And he was like, looked at him like, "I don't, I don't know who you like. Are you the valet?" Like he doesn't know who Matthew Modine is. Like he's a, I'm Birdie, man. He's fucking Birdie. Vision Quest. Uh, Kubrick, Full Metal Jacket. Like, and then he's like, uh, "Yeah, whatever." And then you know, looked at me like, "I don't. Who are you?" And then he said something like, "Ah, that, those are the kind of." Modine said, "Like those are the assholes you were talking about in L.A." Because I was Matthew Modine is like the nicest human being I'd ever met. And then I said, "What? Uh, what did I just call him? Uh, from from The Godfather? My brain is just done." Uh, Marlon Brando. Oh, Brando over there, Fat Brando. Or I said, you know, and he just heard that was it was on. That's really funny. Wow. Yeah. So I was hoping he punched me because I probably yeah. That's a good I, I don't uh, an apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> that's like couple million dollars star hits you um do you guys watch archer i know you do i've watched a handful of episodes very funny john benjamin i've never seen it is it good oh it's very good yeah and it's it's very sharp sharply written but uh so they had a a thing where uh, there was some like some weird codes that hex codes that were in one of the scenes and somebody actually went through and translated them from hex into into ASCII or whatever I don't know text, and it led to a URL that had um, that led to a, a video. Basically, they encoded in this show just uh, an in, an incredible amount. Like, there's a video game you can play. There's a fake website. There's all you know the, all these pictures that they posted on on uh, uh, a Flickr site. Yeah, I mean, you, you you looked at that, right? I. Glanced at it, but yeah. it, it, that's the definition of an Easter egg, correct? Yeah, it's the most complex Easter egg I can... I, I like that. Yeah, and it was just such a great thing for the fans, because you know, they did not draw attention to it, but they, they put it out there, and if people found it, they would, you know, they would find it. And sure enough, people found it, and it, uh, it was really impressive. And uh, hats off to those guys. For Do we have any Easter eggs in this show? Oh, yeah. If you play this backwards, it's actually entertaining? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's a little, <laughs> little secret that nobody has found out <laughs> yet. <laughs> nope. Played it backwards. Still not entertaining. <laughs> no, not this one. No. Okay. Yeah. It's Next week's. D- different one. Yeah. Next week's. Exactly. I'm entertained. Oh, good. Yeah. So, but if you're an, a, um, if you're a nerd, uh, and who would, what nerd would listen to this show? And if you like Archer, you should check that out because it, they did a really, really great job of that. So hats off. Archer had a little problem because the, they're, they're uh, spies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like in the 80s, but it's also modern. There's the Cold Wars going on, but they also have modern technology. It doesn't make any sense, which is kind of why I like it. Right. Like, is this 1985 or now? Um, but they were called ISIS, which yeah. was a, which oh, was a problem. Right. And so they just stopped. Oh, they just don't bring they it just up. They're just like, oh, well, now we're something else. Like, eh. oh, When I heard of ISIS, I was like, oh, that's from Archer. Like, no. Nah. I kind of stepped on your idea there, Archer. Sorry. Well, season five is on Netflix now, so you guys can all watch it. And that's the big drug season. Oh, the Vice City one? Yeah, Miami yeah. Vice, yeah. Yeah, they they go back in time and become Coke well, dealers in Miami or something? They don't exactly go back in I know, time, but it's set in the 80s. It's, it's a very weird just sort thing. of do whatever they want. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, which I appreciate. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Darren Husted asked about Magnolia when we were talking about Tom Cruise movies. I hated that movie, and I hated Tom Cruise in that movie. Hmm. I still got a minute. It's almost the top of the morning. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's 9.59, and for some reason that's remarkable. Uh, and you're listening to the Smodcast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. Magnolia is a piece of shit. I did not that like that movie at terrible. all. It had moments and it had characters and actors that I enjoyed, but I thought that was a terrible film. He's fuck. Even he admitted on a podcast, like, yeah, I could I could have whacked about forty five minutes out of it. Like, yeah. why didn't you? It's fucking intolerable. You, those I'm still watching. Jason no, Robards like is still dying. Those I'm forty five minutes watching. could have been all of Tom Cruise's scenes, and I would have liked the movie a lot more. I liked yeah. the movie a lot. It had I, a lot of sneaks. You're wrong. <laughs> the <laughs> second hour we get uh, caustic, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the new format. No. Okay. Um, you should F- take it to movie court. Okay. Right. A lot of people think that's a lot of people think that's a like a broad sweeping classic. I, 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 well, just yeah, I liked it. I yeah. liked it. I cannot quote from it because I don't remember <laughs> specifically because you keep picking movies that are twenty five years old to talk about. But I really liked that one. Jesus Christ! Uh, I never saw it. Oh. oh. That's, that's four hours you get back. Then. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's <laughs> I like, thought it was his worst movie until I saw Inherent Vice, which is absolute dog shit. Unwatchable. Yeah, nonsense. I left that one. I w- hey, I, shut I, up. No, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> I walked out of Inherent Vice. I walked out of it and I was watching it on I a tablet. Not, I could not make sense of it. <laughs> I just you left, left, the, t- I left the tablet in my room and went, I'm just going to go take a shit. This but did a- you like the biblical references in Magnolia? No. I thought they were a little heavy handed. He didn't even. Uh, it's ridiculous. I, I, pre- I appreciated the heavy handedness of them. Otherwise, I would not have caught it. I, right. <laughs> you have to kind of I mean, slap he, me in the face. It definitely caught me off guard when frogs started falling from the sky. I was like, oh, I, I did not expect yeah, that. That's great. It's magical realism, is it? Mm-hmm. I like that. No, there was a real story of that happening, and that's where he got it. And he didn't realize it's biblical. I remember oh, reading yeah, an interview, and he's right. like, oh, yeah, someone pointed out the. The plagues. That's the fucking Old Testament. He's no, like, he have references he, to it in the movie. He knew. No, he he said in interviews. He have 
he quote yeah, Bible chapters in the movie. Yeah. It's all over. Then that then that was a weird interview. Like why admit? Oh yeah, I didn't really even think about the Bible. It was a story. He of, doesn't uh, want to reveal his sources. Yeah, maybe he was. Being or maybe obtuse. He, yeah. Or he was being. You know, he was joking because everybody say it to him. Oh, Bible, so Bible, Bible, and finally he go, What is that? Really? What is this book you speak of? <laughs> um, I think he's good as like a director, but I I don't think he's found it yet like he hasn't i think he's gonna make like a like a movie that's like i mean like a classic but he's everyone just he zigs when he should have zagged like oh. i liked the uh, the my name is uh, nathan and i'm an oilman what the fuck was that one called there will be blood there will be blood never saw it it's great never, and then it just either. stops he just goes nah this is it this is where it ends i didn't like, see the master what, master what, was really good actually i didn't see that what about punch drunk love is that oh, that's, good? that's his best one yeah because it's, it's like short. 90 minutes yeah <laughs> oh that's a good one I that's like. that's actually his best movie yeah and and, and it's adam sandler's best movie yeah. too i we want to do boogie nights on uh, the court thing because oh, I, I don't good. like it oh yeah it's a little it's a little pretentious rewatch it you're like ooh, this is Hey, Bill. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I haven't had coffee. Oh. I would prefer to have had coffee, but I chose not being late over having coffee. I offered. I uh, only drink espresso. Drip coffee makes me very jittery. Hmm. And Marty's drip coffee makes me fucking insane. Oops, somebody's Uh-oh. telephone's ringing. Who could it be? Hollywood calling, line one. <laughs> oh. The Giselle show is picked up for another season. <laughs> Darren makes a I really... I have to take this in my hot tub. Okay, I go to the hot tub. <laughs> Great pull. Darren makes a really interesting point. He says you're meant to hate the Tom Cruise character in that movie. That's the point. Yeah, but you can do that and and still be engaged in the film, or you can do that and be like, this actor's annoying and I wish I wasn't in the theater. There's a, There's a way to play... I don't, and I don't know what it is, but there's a way to either either in the directing, the writing, or in the performance to play a character that you hate, that you're meant to hate, without just not wanting to be watching the movie anymore. Yeah. It's very hard to pull off, Are and we, Tom can't yeah. pull off much. He does not integrate well into a movie. It's, you're Extremely well-observed. That's why he's a movie always, star, right? And it's always a, right. a Tom Cruise vehicle, right? It, right? Yeah, you're aware always that it is Tom Cruise. It is not even the character. It's just Tom Cruise. In his action films, I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. So this one, Live, Die, Repeat, I really recommend it. It's a very good... Isn't that the uh, tagline for the movie? Isn't the movie called something yeah, else? Yeah, but you know, uh, they was going to change the title. That's then. the European title. You saw it uh, in, in, in Germany. Uh, when I was visiting, I saw it there, but Edge of I tomorrow. also I saw it here. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. I've seen it like two or three times. It's really I, fun. I, I Edge like of tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, Edge of tomorrow. I'm proud of tomorrow. myself. I thought of the um, title. Anyway, yeah, that's him. Hey guys, we have a pretty full. We're sack. gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. What does he say in Whiplash? Are you dragging or are you are you are you pushing or you're dragging? I just want to slap you now. Uh, yeah, that was great. I love that. And you movie. haven't seen it. And you... I've heard that clip like ten times. Yeah. It's also the short film that got the movie going. Uh, it's just that scene. Oh, him slapping the drummer. Ooh. A lot of slapping in that movie. I loved it. Yeah. I and be it. and being mean to children. Pizza kiss. Was J.K. <laughs> Simmons in the short as well? He was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Some other dude was the, the drummer. Oh neat. It's so it it's the best movie I saw last year. I I loved it. Birdman can suck my ass. It's like whatever. I'm going to agree with you. It's like <laughs> But don't kiss him afterwards. <laughs> Uh, hey, Murps, it's RJ Morales, bio, male, 20, in a relationship, communications and media arts in Lackawanna, New York. 
Have you guys ever been to Lackawanna? Never heard of it. It's around in the Buffalo area, apparently. Hello, Murps. I've written in once before, and I'm still a big fan. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> impressive. I uh, said I was going to listen live from now on, and, and haven't. You're all heartbroken, I know. Uh, I think he's listening today. And uh, anyway, love the show, love the politics, love your personalities. Love it. Every now and again, someone, somebody in the mail set calls upon your collective years of wisdom, and I hope to do this about something stupid and personal. I love my girlfriend. Ah, She's the light of my life, and Aww. she gives it it up more often than not. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, we come from two separate life paths. We have many things in common, but I still don't feel like she really knows me. Uh, she has, she's a sporty, fashionable chick, and I'm a stoner who likes the entertainment industry, uh, doesn't exactly have his life together. I don't know, maybe I read too much muck into my life, um, but I've written this, and I know you, Marty, don't screen your emails. <laughs> uh, feel free to discuss amongst yourselves. I don't, yeah. I don't understand what the he's question the code. is. He just... Uh, he did not does he feel like he's not good enough for his girlfriend? No, or does he, he says, feel like they just are, are leading separate lives? They need a deeper connection. Yeah, he was looking for a deeper connection with his girlfriend. Anal. Hmm. <laughs> uh, keep, keep, keep doing things together, spending time together, and something that can help you align is if you tackle a challenge together. Anal. <laughs> That's not challenging. So, oh, it's challenging. A project, do a project together or fix something in your lives together. You know, some face a challenge together. That will uh, see if you can align that way. Or do something sporty that you wouldn't normally do because you're a stoner and see if you enjoy it or at least yeah, enjoy it or, through her eyes. Or have together an experience n new that neither of you mm -hmm. has done before. Like Anal. Uh, if, if, if you know now you're just being a jerk no go shit. rappelling or make sandwiches for the homeless or something oh, you and the homeless and well i'm just saying something they want that crack. you have not they done neither have uh, has done before and then you do it together uh, so that you're building things together just the two of you i think she sounds great thank you no i mean the girlfriend oh. in the email i thought you meant me <laughs> she's son of a gives bitch it up. Yeah, she's sporty and gives it up. What's this guy complaining about? He well, it, he, he just wants to be closer to her. And he's twenty years old. Oh, oh, there you go. At twenty years old, just get older. You don't You'll even be fine. Know yourself very well. Yeah. So do, do that, and don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard about yourself. not having your act have together. Fun. Have 20. fun. Yeah, yeah. Have fun and, with you. Enjoy have your, your time. Enjoy your time together with her. Yeah, because it's probably not going to last. And be grateful because she's sporty and gives <laughs> it up. No, because <laughs> these things take care of themselves. You spend time together. You get closer. No, but think about the relationship you you had when you were 20 years old. Obviously, none of us stayed in those relationships. Um, so, you know, don't, don't, take, don't be too serious about it. Have fun. I'm trying to think if there's anyone in my life now who I knew when I was 20. Well, I knew Helmut because we met in grade school. He, he moved in early. Yeah, he was really nice to me. One time the whole class was laugh at me and only one did not laugh. That was Helmut. Wow. Weren't they supposed to laugh? No, oh. not then. Oh, I was looking out the window. Oh, and You get made fun oh. of for looking out a window? Well, because the teacher said, Warum stachst du auf dem Fenster? Why are you looking out the window? And I say, well, you know, I like to uh, look at the grass. It sings to me. I did not know. I was, you know, yeah. 11. And I probably would have laughed. Everybody laughed. It's like, oh, Giselle singing with the grass. La, 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 la. 
And then, I, I might have been guilty of laughing. I don't know. Maybe I would. And then there was Helmut. And then there was Helmut. He's nice. Uh, Chris, and he was your teacher? <laughs> <laughs> no. You started dating him in third grade? He's just my friend. Okay. Chris Miller writes in, Good morning, Murps. It's Chris Miller from San Diego. Also listening live and tweeting along. A few things I wanted to mention. The controversy with the Batgirl cover. And if you look on the tab there. I actually read this article. You saw it. Uh, for those who don't know, people overreacted to a beautiful drawing. And it, this you can look it up online. It's of uh, the Joker with a uh, a captive bat girl, and he's uh, oh, sort of yeah. taunting her threateningly. I see. I saw. Uh, and people were angry about it. They uh, demanded its removal. So DC did so at the behest of the artist. I'm extremely disappointed in all parties involved. DC for to uh, for bowing to pressure, the artist for reacting out of fear and not standing by his art, and those who demanded its remo- removal. The Killing Joke, uh, which the cover drew inspiration from, which is, uh, I think, Brian Bolland did that. Uh, that was a heck of I I don't even like DC, but that's a heck of a story. That's my one of my favorite comics of all time. Uh, was a Moore? pivotal is that Alan Moore? Alan Moore and Bill... Uh, yeah, Brian Bolland, I think. Um, was a pivotal moment in comics and elevated the character to respectability and made her a hero to female victims of horrid crimes and uh, the paraplegic community. So what, what is your feeling about that, Bill? As um, the only comic book reader here. Oh no, Steve, Steve reads comics. I, uh, I mean, it's an evocative cover. It's an evocative cover. It, it, there's certainly a lot more sensitivity about, uh, you know, violence towards women, strong women characters, strong women uh, heroes. Um, and and I, I I don't know the Batgirl storyline, but I was reading that apparently she's been rehabilitated through all these different things and is and is in this wonderful position of power. And it was sort of a real disappointing step back to see her ooh, sorry to see her as a as a frightened victim um i mean i mean it's a fucking comic book com- I, I, comic, I, comic I, books I have villains and victims right. and heroes you know so you have to like just because you it's pre- an amazing piece of art there's no i i, I think i think i mean it's terrifying and yeah. and it does and, and i don't think i don't think a comic book should be afraid to tackle something like uh, a, a woman being victimized by violence, and then, then what does that mean? And how do how do you do? How does she deal with that? How who's who's the hero? To, you know, it doesn't have to be a man sweeping in to save her, right? Um, right, right. And I don't think this. I don't think this sort of inflammatory cover. I mean, necessarily it, means that none of those issues are going to be dealt with with any depth. You want it to be provocative because mm-hmm. you want people to read it. You want people to be interested in it. But I can understand if you were invested in the character and seeing her come so far from come come so far back from this trauma that's being referenced in the in the drawing that that it feels like a, a, a setback but it's also part of the character's history Giselle as a woman do you find that offensive that- well um I think that nowadays where we are trying to uh, really uh, tackle and address violence toward women in the world I think it is not inappropriate to uh, curate some of the images that we consume and share so as to not glorify violence against women. I if, think this does glorify it, though. Of course it does. It's a beautiful image. Uh, and the first thing I want is that guy who is threatening her to be destroyed. No, it glorified, I think. Well, I'm it telling you how my it... personal emotional reaction is not like, oh, yeah, awesome, that girl got beat up. It's that guy who's guilty of that horrible, sinful crime. I want him destroyed. Yeah, there are a lot of people in the world don't agree with you. 
They don't see it that way. They well, look at fair, this image and they say, oh, yeah, that's great. But I don't think Violence we can curate all of our images to make sure that we all feel the same but thing. But we're going through a period of time now where we're trying to make improve the situation in the world. So we have to be vigilant about the images while we re-educate ourselves in the world. Um, if it were, If there was no problem in the world with rampant violence against women, then, yeah, the occasional image would not be such a big deal, but it's a real trigger for people. Uh, but if it's a trigger to have that discussion, I think that's more effective than whitewashing everything. Do you which think doesn't even doesn't even encourage any sort of. I don't think I'm not saying this I is uncontroversial and uncomplicated. I think but, but the I image, think whitewashing it. I don't think no one's talk, then no one's talking about it. Then nothing's being addressed. I don't think refraining from that kind of imagery is whitewashing. It's mm, refraining from glorifying images. It just doesn't. It doesn't glorify. That does not. This image of the Joker and Batgirl does not glorify violence towards women to me. To you at all? Okay, I hear you at all. I, I think I think it's I think it makes me think about the fact that there's so much violence towards women. I think it makes me want to have a, a cure in this case of this narrative, that bad guy being punished and her being rescued from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know exactly what you're saying, Giselle. And and do you think it should be taken down? Um. Uh. It's hard to say. I don't know how to answer that because every time something like this happened and it get blow up in the media, now it's bigger than ever. I would never have even seen it <laughs> right, if it hadn't right. been quote unquote taken down. Right. You know? I do think it's unfair to attack the artist for coming up with an alternative cover and and rescinding yes, this I agree cover. With I think that. that's unfair. If he if he feels bad, if he feels like it's he being misinterpreted or, or it's gone. I don't think it means he's it a coward. People hasn't react to it the way he thought or it isn't telling the story that he was yeah. hoping to tell and he cho- he cho- he makes a choice to to do something different. I don't think there's any I don't think there's any I don't think it's fair to attack the artist. Or even if he still likes the artwork himself, but he understands that it is hurting a lot of people. And so he said, you know, okay, right. I will take it down. I do not or think that is... Or this isn't the discussion that I was meant to... Yeah. This yeah. Is, these aren't the emotions I was meant to... I was, I was trying to evoke. This isn't the discussion I was hoping would happen. This yeah. is not the point. So, yeah. And the, the thing is, the Joker is an iconic villain who's, who's sadistic and uh, a terrorist. And so you want... To express that in in an image, and you know, of course, it's hard to to balance that with the the politics of of you know sexual imagery, and and so I totally get that. But also, I want to see him be menacing, you know. Mm. And I want to know I, if if I saw this cover, the the much more important thing to me is what's the story inside. Sure. What is what, sure. what is the yeah. what is the what is this about, and and what is what happens? What what are the ramifications of this, and not just. All these reactions to to an isolated image, and it's very hard to police triggers out there, you know, because there's so many different triggers for everybody, you know. Uh, what is going on in India? What, do we just hear about the most extreme cases, or is there something systemic in there in the culture over there that is making? Uh, breeding these belief systems. I just was reading last week about an 11-year-old girl who was raped, I think gang raped or just raped, I can't remember, but uh, they was blaming her. She brought it on herself, acting all provocative in her garanimals or whatever she was wearing. You know, what? That's, That's crazy. A for me. <laughs> so, so, 
some things ha- I don't know if just we is hearing about the most extreme or if there's something really widespread over there but there seems to be some really crazy beliefs over there in India about the role of women and and how it's just in India expect, well, acceptable no, to treat them in especially India. in India but like not you, just well, we, in no India. I agree but we're hearing about that if a you, lot now if you watch India's daughter the BBC documentary that was made about the, that horrible gang rape um, of that uh, medical student yeah um, these these men are unapologetic about it right and their lawyer is uh, is defending them you know saying that you know it's her fault for being out at, at nine o'clock at night with a, a, a another guy you you'll know? see yeah yeah so uh, there is something in the in that is ingrained in that particular uh, culture in where you know I don't know if I don't know if it's throughout India but at least in that specific area yeah and it's it's very very troubling so if you know how do that come about is there images that young men are raised on all their lives images mm. of brutality toward women is it in is it the preaching is, is it, in, it is it in is the, it in the culture and the stories and the television show i mean i don't know well, Where i think it's important to talk about it and it's also important to listen to when people do have a problem with it why they have a problem with it and I think so point. having these discussions will make kids, hopefully, you don't want these internet trolls to be, be like, oh, fuck it, she just needs a good rape. And, or, you know, that's the, the knee-jerk response of the internet. But hopefully that this will spur a good discussion about it. But, God, we need a war. We really do. <laughs> yeah. we, send, we have too much time too much on fucking our free heads. time. We just need to send some 18-year-olds off somewhere and just shoot at them. But is it someday a real, a real rain will come and wash all the scum off the street? That's the second taxi driver reference. There we go. Hold your little piece of chicken. Uh, so Chris goes on and says, I want to congratulate Bill on his movie taking off. Exciting. Thank you. Excited for you. I will buy two tickets and force my friends to go upon its release. You nice. better. Nice to see the hard-traveling hero get some good news. We're all rooting for you. <laughs> And, Thank uh, you, sir. I can feel it. Yes. And, and then he says... Cameras uh, roll May 4th. Finally, since we're congratulating, a bit of congratulations to Dan Etheridge and iZombie. It was fluid and pacing, wisely sped past the burden of the dreaded origin story, funny and utterly enjoyable. It's the opposite of The Walking Dead in the best possible way. As, a, as an aspiring writer, it's encouraging to see that the genre is open to new ideas. I loved every moment and am a fan from here on in. Did you guys see iZombie? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. good. Getting very well reviewed. Very good. It was it was a lot of fun. It was really good. Um, and he's right about The Walking Dead because it is off the rails. No good. It's just nonsense now. Hmm. Um, it's just, it, there's nowhere for it to go. So they're just creating problems. Right. It's kind of falling apart. Um, but they people get eaten alive each week, which well, that's <laughs> that's, they, don't, they don't do that on um, NCIS. <laughs> No one is eaten alive. Uh, but iZombie is very clever. It's very cute. Um, I'm just getting the new tweet out. And uh, Leo writes in and says, oh, by the way, thank you, Chris. Great email. Donkey. Uh, just in case Steve isn't in the studio. I am. This, I Don't read anymore. Any... Okay. Um, oh, just in case. Oh, wait, what yeah. did he say? He says, describe, he wants to issue a challenge. This is Leo from Finland. Uh, describe something utterly mundane in the most eloquent way possible. Bonus points for whoever manages to make themselves sound more pompous than is legal in the state of California. Yours, Leo from Finland. Okay. Any takers? 
Well, it is a ceramic vessel holding a, uh, a hot, no, no, uh, holding a high temperature steeped grain, roasted grain beverage. Oh, it's really hard. <laughs> I was trying to do a cup of coffee. I got it. <laughs> uh, coffee's not a grain. What? What is it? It's a legume. No, it's a bean. It's a bean. bean. It's a bean. Oh, it's a legume. It's a legume. It's a, yeah. 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 There you go. Um, That's a hard challenge. Yeah, that, it is. I, I would like to describe this podcast in, go in on. elegant <laughs> Four disparate souls speaking into black microphones. I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> in the squalid mess. In the squalid uh, hills of the Rock of Eagle. Mm. <laughs> um. It is uh, uh, woven fibers, uh, wo- uh, a garment of woven fibers uh, um, in encapsulate. I'm trying to do pants. <laughs> <laughs> Where your junk goes. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. We're in the age of brevity. What's the tweet version of it? I don't, I don't want to stretch anything yeah, out. There's no... The age of eloquency is dead. Yes. There you go. Uh, but it's a very good challenge, Leo. Thank you for that. You're um, not going to try one, Bill? Try no, one. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's a director, not a writer, right? <laughs> uh, he is actually a writer, too. Aaron Boblet writes in... Fake name. Maybe I missed the pod where this is explained, but... Giselle is a character? How much is reality (laughs) versus being part of the act? Thank you. How much is reality versus being part of the act? Thanks, Aaron. I still like the idea that this is just Marty in his house doing all voices. (laughs) It's a lot of overdubbing. Yeah, a lot of overdubbing. It's like weeks of post-production. So, Bill, do you want to tackle that question? Uh, I think that's a Giselle question more than a Bill question. Mm, uh, how about you, Steve? Do you want Define to a character. I mm. mean, you know, does Ign- Ignatius J. Riley exist in my mind? Even though I've who's that? He's from the the book Confederacy of Dunces. Oh, that's right. I've read that. We talked about. But it. he's I a like character. It. He, but he he is real to me. Like mm. I could have a conversation with him because like he is- Paddington. Yes, like Paddington. What's that? A bear? Yeah, you have a little cuddly when you're a little boy. Ah, uh, yes. But so what is a character? I guess that's the, the bigger question. Well, all I know is I'm sitting right here. I feel pretty real to myself. I have my bowl of grimace vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and you've abandoned the, the, the headphones? Yeah, yeah. They was making my ears hot. Mm-hmm. Throw the whole thing you off. Were, you were just spewing out so much gold. It was just causing them to heat up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I will say this. What, what is the Boblet's little name? Cutlet? But sure, Cutlet. Cutlet. No, what is her name? Bob Cutlet. Aaron. Aaron. It's a fellow. Oh, it's A A R O N. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aaron Cutlet. <laughs> no, no, Boblet. Okay. Um, I will say this to Aaron. It is true. There are certain things about me that don't seem to add up. <laughs> I think that can be said about everybody. Yes, here. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you are. I am like a Blade Runner. It just doesn't quite make. Doesn't sense. quite make sense. Yeah. Doesn't quite make sense. But what can we do, Aaron? You know, we just have to take these things as they lie and do the best we can. We we are just butterflies on the wind of life. The Giselle Show dot com. <laughs> Andy writes in and says, following directions and sending a quick hi to help sag the sack. 
nice. Uh, <laughs> a, a be well to all and tell Giselle my wife and I are more positive than ever because of her bright, bright aura. Look what you've done. Come to That's tell, nice. Come to tell stories in Providence, Rhode Island. I oh, would I love, love Providence. To. Little roadie. Uh, saw iZombie commercial last night Real, real good Tips on solo podcasts My wife and I initially did a wonderful one Well, that's rather uh, We'll be the judge of that uh, Then I've been hard-pressed to find time that matches up with possible guest Cast or get off the pod on SoundCloud Nice, be well, Andy um, Was there a question? Yeah, tips on solo podcasting oh, tips But he on... said he's doing a podcasting with his wife So it's not well, solo yeah, podcasting But he's been f- hard-pressed to find time to... to Get guests, so he's. But it's still him and his wife. Well, no, he's asking for tips on solo podcasting. I'm confused. Solo um, producing it. I would say oh. I, the the only one I listened to, and I've only heard it a couple times, but I, I think it's riveting. Is Bill Burr? I was about to say Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah, he just sits. It's just himself. He doesn't have people on. Every once in a while, his wife will be in the background, and they'll get in a screaming match. But uh, he just riffs on on the things that are important. I, I don't he's, know how to even describe he's really it. He's really funny. Just he so just has good. a great perspective on the world, mm-hmm. you know. And he, he's he's a great great uh, guy. But that's certainly worth listening. I mean, it's very much in in, in from the stand up comedy world. But uh, that that's the only uh, purely solo podcast I can think of that I I think is successful. So do stand up for twenty five years, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, oh, be you know super what? opinionated. Yeah, <laughs> listen to the solo podcast I tried, and then you'll be like, maybe solo podcasting isn't such a good idea. Does that mean just one person talking nonstop <laughs> yeah. for? That yeah. is thus the, the word solo. solo. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to the character question um, or statement or whatever that was. Are you a character? That was the. Uh, no, I'm not asking you. That yeah, was, yeah, no, I know. But if you're going to talk for 30 minutes, an hour, be a character. I mean, be yourself, yeah, but, yeah, don't, yeah. but don't have just, a perspective on the world. I am hyper, hyper aware now of people around me talking at restaurants, especially women in their 20s who, um, when I was in my 20s, did you always talk like a question? Pretty fucking annoying. And now they're men too. But it, it seems to be gaggles of 20-year-old of chicks who say like a lot. This is also a Los Angeles thing. But just think about how annoying you are when you're talking at a restaurant. Like, God, if someone was listening to this, they would fucking stab their earballs. So ha- like having a character, like having a point of view. Yeah. And having um, notes. Yeah. Oh. Do, a little, do a little prep. But I, I would think um, since it is a cheap medium, just... Do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And then, you know, the hundredth time you go, oh, I got it. But yep. it's repetition. Um, that's how I got so good at this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get through that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even. I like that you say one do it 100 times. When I was uh, making pottery, doing ceramics. Um, the, the first one wasn't perfect? All of them. <laughs> but the teacher was saying, you you set a goal for yourself to make 100 mugs if you're learning how to make mugs. And uh, that's how you get better. You just make 100 of them. Mm-hmm. And so It's hard to get worse, although it's possible. Have you listened to the show? Oh, yeah, I know. This is... David Kra- oh, But anyhow, good luck with that. 
and uh, yeah. And I would love to come to Providence, Rhode Island. If you have ideas of a venue or is two twenty still open in Providence? Time for me to do it. I would love to. You can email me at. Are you taking a marketing night class at UCLA? <laughs> by the way, tell your friends about the Giselle Show Let's spell it out together. G I S G I S E L L L L E. What's one old L? Zwei L. Eins L, not zwei L. Eins L. Yeah. David Castor writes in, I will be volunteering at my daughter's school book fair, and I was wondering what books you liked growing up and if any of them still hold a place in front of your bookshelves. Uh, well, it would be good to know how old she is. Yeah, my first thought was... Oh, yeah, you... Yeah, you, I've been you, reading for kindergartners for the last two years, and, and they freak out over these Mo Willems books. Although they'll freak out over anything where you do a silly voice, but... Do a silly voice. I've never heard you do a silly uh, voice. No, yeah, I'm all right. I don't have any coffee in me. Don't blame the can coffee. You, I'm a dedicated coffee drinker, and I'm free of do? coffee. Yep. Can you pretend um, use your powers of imagination? <laughs> yeah, it's a, not like you're a performer. How anything. about I just answer the question? Um, there's uh, there's uh, silly movements and great drawings and all these Mo Willems books. He used to work for uh, Sesame Street. Uh, the the um, pigeon. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Don't let the pigeon stay up late. The pigeon needs a bath. That whole series. Can't, it's like crack to these kids. And then there's the elephant and piggy series, which has like 20 books in it. Uh, and they can't get enough, and sometimes the pigeon makes guest appearances, and they freak out. Uh, they're just obsessed with that character. But that's five-year-olds. So. Yeah, we don't know how old. I liked Pippi Longstocking. Tropic of I, Cancer? I like hearing you say Pippi <laughs> I, I don't know. I think never too young to get into Henry Miller. Yeah. Um, with the Stinky Cheese Man by uh, John Shiksa. Around the Great a, Horn Spoon a really was fun a great one. one. But also, all the Roald Dahl books are really mm-hmm. great. Those, those mm-hmm. Shel Silverstein, although... I, uh, I brought in where the sidewalk ends to read poems to these kids. Way too dark and violent for kindergartners. Like at yeah. the end of every one, I was like, "Oh!" And they would all look at me shell shocked. I will find another one. The Giving Tree. Uh, that's really sad. Yeah, it's a little. It's really sad. Well, it's important to learn this. Thing. Diary of Anne Frank. I think that's really. You can never get into that too young. There was a beautiful picture book yeah. called "The Last Free Bird." <laughs> The Fountainhead. You Fountainhead. Start, start oh, you got early. You know, We the Living, I think, is a better way to get into Ayn Rand, but then go right into the Fountainhead. Atlas Shrugged's a little hard for five years. I'm, You've read her whole canon. I know my you? I know my Rand. <laughs> well, did you read it in college or just recently? Oh, God, college. Come on. Yeah, a grown, a grown human should not did, be reading you, that horse did shit. Did you join the Objectivist Club? <laughs> no, no. Did you no. carry around newspapers? <laughs> no. I, I, th- she's a good writer, but she's a crazy woman. Did you read Ayn Rand? I did in college, and I went to an objectivist meeting. And there you did? Was, oh, boy. There was a guy with a lot of newspapers. And did you feel was like... Was it Helmet? No, different guy. I thought it was Stephen Kruger, but <laughs> turned out it was not him. Did you feel like you knew something that the rest of the world didn't? Uh, yeah, it gave me a feeling that I was so much better than everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> That's yeah. her popularity, you know? It's like it's it makes you thing. feel that... Yeah. It's Ivy League Scientology. Yeah, yeah, that's... Ooh, well said. Oh, yeah, that's Ooh, nice one. All right, good night, everybody. I'll see you. <laughs> I'm not going to top that. Um, I can't fucking wait for that documentary. And if they're older... Going clear... Fortunately, the milk is good if they're older. I read that book, uh, Going Clear. I'm sorry, what is the... It's really good. Let's talk about, finish the kids' book. Neil Gaiman's Fortunately, the Milk is a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and he did. A, he's done a couple others, right? I don't know. That's the only one I found, but it's very well illustrated, and it and it just zips along. It's very silly, a lot of fun, and like very the, English. I but like the Philip Pullman ones. Those I don't know are, Philip Pullman. He did, uh, you know, the the polar bear one. Yeah, the yeah, polar yeah. bear one. Uh, Atlas shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> the golden compass. Atlas shrugged Junior. Uh, oh, Phantom Tollbooth. Who wrote that? Uh, some dude. That's a great one. I think where the wild things are is my. Oh like, yeah. As a, as a kid, I still remember turning the pages and going. Is that a onesie he's wearing? What like I wanted one that little thing he was costumed in. Wait, the kid. Ears? Where the well, he's oh, wow. wearing oh, yeah, he's yeah. wearing a thing with ears. And, yeah. No, don't watch the movie. See the see the, the, see movie, the book. See the book. <laughs> like I fell asleep during the movie. But, don't read the movie. See the, the book. It, the movie is so beautiful. Like, yes, it's incredible. But I just fell asleep. It, it, there was no story. It's like mm. it's a tiny. It, you know, it's a few pages. Yeah, six pages. It. I love Spike Jones, but I have not seen that. It's it, it's a stunning. But it's I just, a stunning. It's, it, it's not a even stunning. It's, it's a stunning. It's a stunning. Hey, are you doing a character? <laughs> Are you? Uh, you know, Joseph Douglas Watson tweeted in and he wrote something really sweet. He, he said, always does. Didn't he invent peanut butter? He said, reality is perspective. George Washington Carver. He said, reality is perspective. Who can say what is real? There you go. I like L. Ron Hubbard can tell you what's real. And then, oh, that would be good to read Dianetics to the kids. Chris <laughs> Brown says that uh, Jen Kirkman has a, a good solo podcast, I Seem Fun. She's very, very funny. Yes. She's from Boston, right? Uh, we all are. Yeah, I guess that's why you have to be. A, that's what you have to do to do a solo podcast is be from Boston. Tyson, it helps. Tyson's advice is make notes, remember to breathe, edit, find some way of having opinion, other opinions coming in, whether you're referencing articles or dealing with tweets or something. All right, so, something to counter your own opinion. And then uh, you could also call somebody on the phone. That's and not a solo podcast. That's, <laughs> that's that the jerky just voice. You're bringing in a remote guest. <laughs> For part of it, well, were did. the Jerky Boys pre-podcasters? Sure. Were they like the, the the dark ages of podcasting? Oh, I can't believe that. Oh, the Jerky hey, Boys. Hey, speaking of jerky, do you guys like kettle corn? How do, how is that? Speaking of jerky, I was thinking about the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like you're always thinking about a state. You're like, mm, I wonder when Toto go on. I want mm, you. Should to I have a corn dog <laughs> after the puppet show? <laughs> no, before the puppet show. Is it show. puppet show Toto? Then, <laughs> then Pat Benatar featuring and some other guy. When am I going to have funnel cake? Yes, a thirty-eight special on today or tomorrow. Mm, funnel cake and kettle corn. Take care of business. That's and not thirty-eight special. I know, special. I know, but it's like, but they that, could do it. Yeah, sure. The boys are back. Yes. Um, Toto. <laughs> too much? No, I like I like it. Toto. Me too. The bass player just died. Isn't he? I bless the rain down in Africa. Watch the video on YouTube because the song is... I bless the rain. The song Rosanna is about Rosanna Arquette. Who was is it really? fucking the singer guy? And when you that that is a pre MTV era band that were like they are not ready for video. They are hard to look at. Yeah, there, oh, there's some. They are the, the the rush Do era of like faces? their faces yeah. are not pretty. Their they faces, are they are fashion. studio musicians that got together and started a band, and they need to be in a dark room. This is Toto. Toto. Oh, Ryan writes in. The drummer hey. died too, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hey guy. Drummer. Hey. Statistically it, speaking, it. doesn't it seem like drummers of, die of people who yeah of people who die who was in bands? It's mostly the drummer. Spinal Tap. Good point. And isn't it the Beatles? No, no Ringo Starr is one of the Unfortunately, he's still, still alive. alive. The first one that didn't Pete, make Pete the Best group. Pete Best was still alive. That's it. Oh, he's still alive. What about the one who lose an arm? He's, he's still, alive. still alive. Oh, well, my th- my theory is shot. <laughs> Keith Moon. I Keith, think you were looking for you Keith go. Moon and John Bonham. 
There you go. That's what you're looking and, for. And Jimi Hendrix. Oh, wait, no. And the guy from Toto. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy from... It always happens in threes. He's it's so crazy. John Bonham. <laughs> and the guy, the guy from Toto. <laughs> it's so you tragic. Know. Rock and roll is just hard, man. It's hard. Who's next, man? <laughs> guy from Asia? I don't know. Guy from Damn Yankees? Damn You might go. <laughs> uh, Outfield? You want to really... <laughs> Speaking of Rhode Island. Hey, guys. Can't listen live. Doing my due diligence job hunting. This is Ryan. Uh, when when I do listen, you all make my world a little less gloomy. Yes, even you, Bill Tweederson. Twatterson, he says, actually. It's Tweederson. Um, yes. Uh, oh, I'll need all your contact info. I need more refer- references. <laughs> yes. um, P.S. Kruger's Big Smooth Balls. Yeah, they're smooth. Stay frosty. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. And good luck with the job hunt. Um, He's been at it for a while. I I like uh, his his keeping his energy up and his tweeting. We had a private messaging going back and forth for a little bit. Oh, nice, nice. A nice person, very nice person. Uh, this last one is from Amy, Amy Elizabeth, who writes in morning as promised an update on the cupcake name. You know she had that update on the cupcake. Yeah, that caramel, salty, delicious cupcake filled with Nutella. Mm. Um, Donkey Kong's caramel barrel is awesome nice. and i'm going to take at steve dave 47 suggestion that is a good suggestion uh twitter says that at steve dave 47 uh is out in san antonio so if he ever makes it to dallas he can have a dozen of them for free as for marty's request i've been building the tempest themed cupcake i think it will be chocolate cake with mixed berry filling ooh, blackberries raspberries strawberries whipped chocolate ganache frosting topped with uh Chocolate coin with multicolored lines painted on it to look like the game. Nice. We'll be experimenting the next couple of weeks, and we'll let you know how the temp- Tempest Temptation uh, turns out. Thanks again for being an awesome resource and, and inspiration. Any other... Di- what did he say? Breathe. Tyson said breathe. Breathe. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't ganache sound like a, a Batman on a monopoeia, whatever, like when he punched the... Ganache! Go, ganache! Yeah. <laughs> like, it's uh, like that that word wasn't ganache. around when I was a kid, and now all I hear is ganache. It's a chocolate ganache. It's ganache. just chocolate. What is it? I've actually it's never frosting. heard of it. It's frosting. No. I mean, it's not... Yeah. It's just chocolate. Oh, any but other, I worked but it for a while as a. Can I, I finish? Worked, yeah, oh, you was not done. No, I was still talking. Okay, well, if you go. had the headphones no, no, on, no, you would go know. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm done. I worked for a while in a restaurant, and there's a lot of modern world words for sauces. You have sauce, coulis, nage, nage, jus, yeah, <laughs> emulsion, yeah, all that. Reduction. Yeah. Reduction. Mm-hmm. Sauce. 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 Got it. It's just cupcakes with frosting, but frosting doesn't sound modern and, right. and Amy Elizabeth artisanal. concludes, any yeah, other ideas for video game desserts, please email or tweet me. After Tempest, I plan to try to make some truffles that look like Pac-Man and the ghosts. Nice. All. Well done. All right. Well, send us photos of that. And that's uh, 8-Bit Bakery, I think. is. Yep. Eight, yeah. Uh, out, if you're ever in Dallas, get some for your... Oh, definitely. Space Invader. Like that's oh yeah of course what what would it be the a space invader the the you know the thing coming to shoot no, you what would be the flavor oh the I'm not a some sort Impending of gana- doom a ganache of some sort <laughs> the flavor I don't know um oh this just in uh, not sure 
this who never signs his oh i guess it, it's a guy um he never signs his emails but i just like the bat girl cover not because i feel that it glorifies violence towards women but i feel that it glorifies the female power character needing to be saved and i don't like that role anymore hmm, there you go don't read yeah. it all thank right. you all right as someone who enjoys violence towards women i i found it uh, refreshing I'm, t- you know, I'm taking the, the counterpoint. Thing, the funny thing is that women enjoy violence toward you. Oh, I know. I've been uh, I've been hit many a time. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see that at hump. Yeah, just it, like it gets just you strapped to a t- chair and just women just like randomly. I pa- I think you would enjoy that a little too much. I no, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a pain guy. You, what if it was Steven Seagal in a little wig and a dress? <laughs> as long as I could I'd sue him afterwards. I hope he still has money. So that it is a pretty dress? <laughs> no, that I could sue him afterwards. Oh, that's oh. why I was hoping he would punch me in the face. As- I pinched Lance Mountain recently out of furious anger but i gave her a little tiny pinch with my fat you did not i did you pinched her I out pinched of her. anger i was so mad at her and i gave her like a little pinch I, i'm and shocked no i was really mad at her and i don't but hit I, her who expresses their their anger through physical violence that's half crazy. the world the nfl <laughs> <laughs> i know every but steven seagal it movie crazy to me well i was annoyed with her and i gave her a little pinch and she is so fucked up that a bruise like this big, it looked like I punched her with my giant fist. Like it looks like I hit her with a pipe. Yeah. And, and it just, she, she showed it to everybody. Yeah. And what did her lawyer say? Uh, we're ter- currently working That's it out. That's a very accusatory bruise. Well, no, a mental note, can't touch this bitch because she, lo- she looks like fucking Ted Bunny went to town on her. But uh, she was mad, as she should have been. And as uh, later, she unleashed hell on me she just started punching my, my thigh it was and i was like please bruise so i have something <laughs> I need like I need nothing <laughs> like she, as hard as she's you motherfucking hit me and then i'm nothing like what i don't you fighting about oh i was bruised easily or is she no, a lousy no, no, puncher no, no, you uh, no she hit me hard. oh you know if it was enough to get into pinching and punching you wanted the whole. St- we have time. Wait, where, where are we? In- oh God, we got to we got to get to go, going clear. Really How many more quickly. letters do we have? Uh, no, really we're, quickly, we're what were you arguing about that led to pinching? I wanted to go home. I was in Palm Springs. This was after the gay night at uh, Humpers or Pounders or whatever gay bar I was at. The White Swallow. The White Swallow. Come, San Francisco. So. Come, come, I think so. Jeez. <laughs> uh, cock and balls. I don't know something and. and I, you know, I was like, let's go. I want to go home. And she's like, no, I want to hang out. And I was hungover and I was in a house full of gay guys. And uh, they were, one of them was really loud, had a real loud voice, and I couldn't escape it. And I needed to go home. I was hungover and tired and sick. And I said, we should go home soon. She said, no. And I just gave her a pinch. But boom, capillaries exploded, giant black bruise. So, but yeah. she hit fucking hard like five six punches to my uh, thigh nothing that's delightful that's a good story do you feel that the experience will help you refrain from using violence yeah because she bruises like just a tap and she's <laughs> she's a fragile little she's butterfly a fragile, six one but fragile. I, I know I, my money's on her in a fight by the way between you two. it wasn't a fight i was just I'm like just hey, saying come on let's go a fight I, my yeah. money would but be i can't e- i can't even pinch her um, Amy Elizabeth posted a recipe for ganache. He'd, I'm so sorry. And uh, Jadlyn had to briefly abandon the podcast, but because uh, she saw a fine-looking American Marine walking around the Tesco. 
Um, mm. Guys, we're going to wrap things up. I have a, a, a thing at 11. You so. do? Why do you keep scheduling things at 11? I don't. Schmoogle does. Oh. Yeah. So um, we're just going to cut it short. I think people have had enough. They're, they're like, all right, is it, what is this, a top a P.T. Anderson movie? <laughs> just wrap it up, guys. Uh, so we will be back next week. Who knows? Oh, we'll try to get Dan on. Um, I did want to do a, a, a night podcast, but I don't think it'll work next week. We might have to do it the weekend oh, after. Okay. And Because uh, that's always fun. And uh, let's see. You want to plug anything, thegiselleshow.net? Uh, <laughs> I did some storytelling last week, so I don't uh, have anything. There's another one-woman show called Donna's Body Please Hold is going to be playing April 2nd. I've Ooh. heard it's very good. Where is it going to be performed? In Los Angeles, in Santa Monica, April 2nd. And there's information about it on the website madlively.com, which you can get to from thegiselleshow.com. By the way, I've seen that. And it's a spectacular show. Everybody should see it. And it does occasionally travel around the country, right? Yeah, it does. So if you ever see that, Jonna's body advertised, you should get your ass over into a seat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill? Uh, cameras roll on Dave Made a Maze, May 4th. We move into our shoot space April 4th. Wow. Um, heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> Uh, working working around the clock on the on the project, but the, have some coffee, man. the money's in the bank and the offers are out to the uh, to the big names, and um, we're starting to schedule. And Steve, what, what podcast That's are you going to really be recording great, with Bill. this? I'm very you. excited for what you. What are you going to be recording with this equipment? Oh, this is a solo podcast. <laughs> a solo podcast. It's a recap podcast of this podcast where okay. I talk about what I what went right, and what went wrong, mostly what went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's called the walking. It's called smooth balls. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. All right. With a Z? Talking Dead. <laughs> talking, yeah. It's, it's called Talking Talking Dead. It's my podcast about the, the talking dead that talks about the walking dead. Gotcha. I re- recap Chris Hardwick you and what he talked about. love Chris Hardwick. He's cute. He's adorable. Really small in person. Mm. Yeah. You got your finger on the stop button. So oh, I yeah. think it's like, is so out he's of like, here. I got to go. Yeah, all right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, for filling the sack, for tweeting in. And we're at Nooner Dan Marty, Nooner Podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next Tuesday. Hi, everybody. Time to pimp that fuck. Time to pimp that fuck. Time to pimp that fuck. Pimp that fuck. Time to pimp that fuck. Time to pimp that fuck. Time to pimp that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.